0: This has been quite the summer in the crypto universe with everything from congressional hearings to Twitter commentary shaping national headlines. And Brian Quintins has had a front seat in it all. Last month, he retired from the US derivatives regulator, the CFTC, and returned to the private sector where he'll be advising on all things crypto. But before he leaves his policymaking hat entirely, we at FinTechB wanted to give him his exit interview. And to get his sense as to where not just crypto, but the larger fintech industry is headed. Now, I had the opportunity to work with Brian at the CFTC as a member of an advisory committee he sponsored while in office. So it's especially fun to turn the tables and to throw some questions to the former commissioner who's been all about innovation. It's like King as I was told, everything that he touched turned to gold. Brian, thanks so much for joining the show.
1: Chris, thanks. It's great to be with you. Uh, Thrilled thrilled to do this. Sorry it didn't happen during the four years that I was actually at the agency, but uh, better late than never. This is even better. This is even better, you know, and it is a pleasure to
0: sort of deliver that exit interview and to just get your perspective. Um, You know, it's been a pretty wild summer in crypto. Um, uh, with obviously uh, lots of things we're seeing both uh, from the agencies and 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 on the Hill, uh, what do you think uh, have been some of the most salient things uh, in the last uh, couple of months that really s- uh, struck a chord for you, given all of your experience over the last four years?
1: Yeah, well, it's it's, it's a number of things. The, uh, the the first thing that you had you had said originally, which I'd like to you know recognize and pick up on, was how much work has been done at the CFTC uh, informing the the commission, the commissioners uh, around the dynamics of the innovation in this space uh, on on crypto issues, on DeFi issues. Um, Through your great work uh, and involvement at the technology advisory committee and all the members um, and and the, the meetings that we've had under my sponsorship of it, I think we've really raised the bar in terms of what is, is expected and the level of discourse uh, between the, the public and the private sector on these issues. And I was I was thrilled to be a part of it. I was thrilled that you were a part of it too. So thank you for that service. Um, you know what? But I think that the the tone has, seems to have changed. You know, in my, in my view, um, the governmental you know the potential governmental impact has has potentially shifted uh, from you know maybe being a pro innovation do no harm approach. To a um, to, to something else that 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 may be beneficial or may not be beneficial, uh, depending on what comes out or or whom you ask. Um, I think the things that, that stick out to me are the the discussion around the infrastructure bill and uh, the reporting provisions targeting some um, s- s- some segments of the crypto community, um, uh, many of which. Wouldn't necessarily have access to the right kind of information uh, that that was being requested. Um, And it also, in my view, didn't necessarily show a very strong understanding of of the space generally uh, and and may have been viewed more from just a revenue perspective than uh, a good policy perspective. Um, the, The important thing that I took away from that was how engaged the broader crypto community became in that debate. Um, how, while you know it, it's it's a young advocacy um, uh, uh, group, it is and and it is it is somewhat fractured between different voices. Um, they were still able to have dialogue, uh, come to some consensus, you know have their have their voices all heard, and really stop this bill in its tracks over this issue and make it the focus of conversation and debate for three or four days. Uh, wh- while this bill was being considered, I, I take that as, as very important um, from from a acknowledgement of the the power uh, and influence of the voices of this new uh, financial paradigm uh, in crypto and in DeFi, and, um, and and I was I was really pleased to see how how the um, you know how how some members of Congress uh, really became advocates uh, for addressing this appropriately. You,
0: you know, I, I think it, it's been really interesting. You know, just when you think about the arc of the conversation of of crypto in Washington D.C., right? I mean, when you think about when when you had started um, your your tenure as a commissioner to where we are right now, you know, we, we've we've seen conversations. Evolve, where I think the first initial sort of series of conversations were just sort of explaining, you know, what is a cryptocurrency? You know, like what is Bitcoin? que say, you know, was was really, um, I think, an initial r- focus um, of, of some of the hearings. And as, as as you've noted over the summer, you see for the first time really this this leap in many regards from a broader sort of uh, information gathering um, period to this policy moment that really animated a lot of people in in, in the crypto community what's your sense you know how, how successful do you think that information gathering period has has been I mean um, obviously I've seen your your work and, and the work of the CFTC with these advisory committees and getting all these you know um, I guess non nonpartisan experts around, but but how how informed at this point do you think the city is Washington D.C. is when it comes to cryptocurrencies and crypto and blockchain technologies and, and fintech even I mean how how much do you think was accomplished just on that educational end um, uh, when you think about uh, not the, the infrastructure bill and, and some of the
1: conversations uh, that that you're hearing uh, in Washington. I think it was important to have the conversations that we did when we when we did, because it created a consistent drumbeat of information that I think advertised to anyone paying attention to the CFTC or to financial regulation that this was not going away. And that doesn't necessarily mean that everyone had to bone up on it immediately and become experts, but the fact that it kept being raised, that it was a source of um, dialogue at the commission and that it created, in my view, um, some choices around how, how to approach it from a, phil- a regulatory philosophical perspective, I think then, then helped, helped to show policymakers on Capitol Hill and maybe in, in, uh, in other agencies or departments that this wasn't something that could be ignored and that eventually um, any uh, decision maker was going to have to learn about and understand. And, and I have seen that you know i have seen that recently i have seen that uh, over the last year i have seen um, members of congress who you know knew about it knew it existed but maybe maybe weren't as quite as interested in it as they could have been given their jurisdictions or given their influence are now getting very up to speed and i think again approaching it from a philosophical perspective we've obviously had a transition in the in the political philosophy of the administration, I think we've had a transition in the posture of government towards uh, innovation or specifically this, you know, innovation itself. Um, and I think that there's you know, going to need to be strong counter voices uh, that exist you know, across the political spectrum, um, you know, to, to balance some of, of, of the conversation in that dynamic. And I'm thrilled to see how engaged some members of Congress are at, at taking on uh, the educational front on this. So that's a useful
0: focal point here uh, when you think about the transition from the educational moment where one is trying to dissect from a very descriptive posture what Bitcoin or, or DeFi is to the policy moment where applications of law are being made uh, legislatively or otherwise. Uh, do you see any particular flashpoints in terms of what may be likely to pop up for those of us looking at issues relevant uh, to not only the CFTC, but Crypto more generally.
1: Yeah, uh, thanks. That's uh, thanks for that thoughtful question. I, I think that there. I think I think there is is an is some inherent conflict between how um, DeFi and crypto, you know, is approaching, um, you know, uh, some aspects of finance and innovation uh, versus how our legacy regulatory regimes were established. Uh, and what they contemplated because of the, you know, previous environment or how the financial system evolved. Um, you know, there are custody issues, you know, in, in crypto. Um, in DeFi, they're somewhat different. Uh, you know, smart protocols, you know, is di- are different than intermediated transactions. Um, uh, you know, w- what is it? What is what is the need for a clearinghouse, you know, look like in, you know, in a DeFi system? Um, once once you uh, truly disintermediate and allow open access, um, you know, w- what does margining look like? You know, it does does the whole thing become you know, one big you know, clearinghouse entity that isn't necessarily um, exposed to you know, the failure of any one large institution because it's just actually diversified across, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of individuals or wallets or you know, or transactions. So, so there's, there's a lot that doesn't quite fit, you know, into the, into the regulatory model that's, that, that has developed and it developed for a good reason and it serves a good purpose. Um, And I think the big open question is, you know, are regulators just going to take that, you know, uh, that, that, that round peg, um, you know, or, you know, or, or, and, and try to fit it, you know, into, you know, the, the square hole of DeFi um, and say, you know, mission accomplished. Uh, or, or, you know, and, and, and who knows what happens to, you know, all the value creation and wealth generation that has occurred along the way uh, in that process. My, my suspicion is if they did that, it would, um, it would damage it significantly and it would force it offshore. Uh, and, and anyone can make up their own mind about whether or not they care if it's offshore or not. Um, but, you know, it would be ironic if, if on the one hand, you know, uh, the government is acknowledging the the financial value from a taxing perspective of this community, but then creating a regulatory regime that forces it offshore that doesn't realize the benefit of that of those taxes. Um, so, you know, there there is some irony there, and I think how you know holistically the government as a as a whole, but you know, composed of individual uh, parties and commissions and agencies and departments, is 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 approaching this. I would hope that. You know, policymakers, regulators realize if we were to to develop, you know, from scratch, laws around financial regulation now, and looking at everything that exists, you know, would they look exactly like you know, acts from the 1930s and 40s? Probably not. I mean, you know, th- that that is law that has evolved and ha- has a lot has a lot of you know case law attached to it and has value. Um, and and it has provided protections, but I you know I also think, you know th- there's a reason that a lot of companies are staying private until they're you know worth tens of trillions of dollars. There's a reason why uh, SPACs have become you know very popular, and it's not because uh, people think the regulatory regime that's created is the best thing you know that's out there. Um, so innovation is occurring, and you know I, I would hope that you know if if there is a consensus among those on Capitol Hill, a thoughtful consensus to bring it into, uh, into a regulatory environment that enough flexibility is given you know, to any regulator to do that thoughtfully, productively, and you know, without necessarily destroying value and allowing the, the full transformational potential of that innovation to occur. Speaking about a, a lot to
0: unpack, you know, there was a lot, you know, in, in that answer. And, you know, uh, when you sort of think about this, this uh, original issue, right, you know, that ultimately, you know, there's a facts and circumstances test, you know, you have the CFTC being this derivatives regulator, and then you have the the SEC being the securities regulator, and you have to sort of figure out, well, well, again, you know, what is the, financial product, you know, um, is it a commodity? Is it a derivative? And then there are all these kinds of assumptions behind sort of each one, right? You know, if you're a security, and you know, as I wax philosophical about you know being a professor, you know, for securities, law, I try to tell you know, my students, you know, there's an assumption about certain kinds of vulnerabilities that investors have. And therefore the government kind of steps in to require disclosure and the like. And then there's um, CFTC world where you're where you're where you are thinking looking at a different kind of a product with different kinds of 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 of, of participants, um, and, and, and and different kinds of, of 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 risks. And yet, you know, th- there is this this question. You know, where where does crypto fit in, in in all of this? And 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 then what are the responsibilities of of industry? And we've seen recently. Uh, over not just the last week, but you know time and again, really, over the last sort of six weeks, more um, uh, direct confrontations uh, between uh, uh, regulators uh, and and different participants in 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 the crypto uh, industry. and in this this sense that there will be a more muscular posture. Um, uh, uh, more muscular enforcement posture vis-a-vis uh, uh, crypto. I mean, when you look at it, you know, having just left uh, the, the the government, you know, what's your impression, um, not necessarily of the policy posture, but just the, the confrontations themselves, you know? Are, are there any lessons out there for either crypto companies and firms or the government, you know, um, are, are you seeing things that are, are, are catching your eye?
1: So, um, yes, I am. When I was at the commission, I completely rejected, you know, an approach, which I never saw. Uh, but I completely, you know, philosophically rejected an approach uh, that tried to achieve regulation through enforcement. Um, that didn't necessarily... Proactively from a policy perspective, you know, look to provide, you know, guidance or interpretations, you know, through a public comment process uh, where different views could be aired and, you know, some level of dialogue could occur uh, that that could provide, you know, again, maybe even non-binding guidance. Most guidance is non-binding and it's the opinion of staff, Um, uh, but around some level of interpretations that try to provide, you know, at least a baseline level of clarity. Um, As I I said before, there's a lot, there's a significant amount of of a lack of clarity in this space around how different, how the regulators view some of these products, how they view the businesses, how they view their liabilities. And, you know, while it's important to preserve facts and circumstances analyses, um, it also, in my view, uh, isn't the right thing to do to try to um, use use investigations or a potential threat of an enforcement action against large firms, you know, for the purpose of roping them into a certain regulatory regime? Um, that that, in, in my view, is outrageous. Uh, and, and so, you know, I, I I think that if if there if, if there is a stronger level of feedback, of pushback that is going on. I think it's in response to that. I think it's in response to, you know, entities feeling like they've been asking for clarity for a long time and haven't gotten it. And now are getting, you know, whacked with a stick in a way that, you know, could lead to something that, you know, that they don't think is, is helpful, uh, you know, to uh, them, their customers or, you know, or or the marketplace. Um, And that even if there's a difference of opinion about that, those kinds of things may be best aired in a public setting, in a public format with, you know, votes by principals who, you know, have some level of political accountability. Um, so, you know, I, I would expect that to, to I would expect that kind of pushback to to continue. Um, I don't know if it's going to have an effect. I don't know if it's going to have a, more of a negative effect than a positive effect. But um, I mean, I think the, the level of frustration that we've seen uh, and we've seen it, we've both seen it has been consistent. Uh, you know, o- over the last number of years, and it is I think starting to grow with uh, in co- in conjunction with some of the tactics that are being used
0: yeah, I mean I mean certainly you know we we have seen lots of investigative um, actions I mean obviously people are are kind of focused on 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 coinbase and and the SEC, but you know th- there have been um, varying levels of 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 interactions, you know, uh, between the, the 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 agencies and and the industry, and and the call for clarity in regulatory uh, rules is is is, is a long standing one. But you know, you know, uh, since since you are the uh, resident expert and, and you've seen a lot, and 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 obviously you'll 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 be heading into. Uh, very quickly, a role in, in 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 lots of different industry pockets, in, in, including crypto. I think a lot of people would be curious. Uh, you know, they look at the conversation of where financial technology is heading, where crypto is, and where it's heading. And, and there's still, I think, a widespread sense of misunderstandings, both in terms of industry, in terms of how uh, government operates, its expectations but also uh, in, in government. So I can't help but ask you, I mean, where do you see the biggest misunderstandings arising? I mean, where does crypto or what does crypto understand least about government?
1: I think there's a view in it. And, you know, it's a, I think it's a common view uh, on the outside, certainly not a unanimous view, but a common view that, you know, D.C. government regulators or, or, or departments, you know, have, have ulterior motives are somehow corrupt, you know, are, are are only looking out for themselves, you know, don't care about the impacts of what they do, and you know, and I I never saw that as a part of the CFTC. The CFTC I thought was just a superb agency with wonderful people, highly dedicated public servants uh, who had spent some, in in many cases, decades at the agency, uh, trying to apply the law, working with market participants to understand, you know, h- how uh, their businesses were evolving, um, and and I think that you know the, the the amount of engagement that I saw between the commissioners and market participants, between the staff and market participants, uh, w- was was very surprising um, to me coming in you know from the outside. Uh, I, I think that the, the posture of the agency really is one that values dialogue uh, and feedback, um, and it's and and part of that may be because. Um, of its of its closeness and its history with the agricultural sector, uh, our committees of jurisdiction, as you know, are the House and Senate Agriculture Committees. They're not the House and, uh, House Financial Services Committee or the Senate Banking Committee, and I think that's important because it focuses the oversight on the on the impacts on end users. It ensures that the voices of end users uh, and any dynamics that they have to face as a result of regulation. Or, or the financial system are are loud and clear, and I think that that's a that's a really strong um, a message and reverberates through the agency uh, that we need to be responsive to the end user community. And I and I've seen that. Um, I think what's misunderstood about the crypto space is that you know that um, uh, maybe there's a sense that you know they don't care. You know that it's better to you know ask for forgiveness than permission. Uh, um, that you know, they're just going to keep building and building and building. And eventually, if they get big enough, they'll be able to dictate the terms to the government. Um, You know, I have seen a consistent interest in how to add credibility to the crypto marketplace, either through individual firm actions, you know, um, cross-sector collaboration or dialogue with federal regulators about, you know, how rules could be developed or, or could apply in some circumstances. Um, and, uh, and, and, I, and I continue to still see that. I still see an interest in, 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 you know, some entities that are more centralized and decentralized saying, you know, we're fine with a regulated approach. It just has to, you know, be, it just has to fit more of our business since there has never been, you know, a traditional regulator of, you know, commodity transactions. So you can't fit us in the derivatives mold. You can't fit us in the securities mold. Um, so, you know, let, let's talk about these things. And, um, and, and, and and maybe there's, you know, a sense of frustration, you know, that, again, that they're expressing about where things stand now and how fast some of that conversation may be moving along without their input. Uh, so, you know, I, I, think, I think that there are valid good intentions on each side for the most part. Um, I think you know obviously it comes down to individuals, uh, and whether or not any individual you know has has good intentions, but I would certainly not paint you know the entire sector or the entire government with one broad brush of of negative intentions.
0: Well, Brian, thank you so much uh, for your service, and uh, good luck to you, and we look forward to having you back. Thanks, Chris. Great to be with you. I look forward to coming back. Public service is just that. Service. And at its best, it's not about being a Democrat or a Republican or a liberal or a conservative. It's about engaging in ideas and policies for the American people. And no party has a monopoly on all the good ideas or bad. Instead, it's up to you, the voter, the entrepreneur, the social justice advocate, to sift through the arguments and to use your judgment to ask what the risks and rewards are for new innovations and to press regulators industry officials and policymakers to put people forward who will at least take the time to understand your interests in this brave new digital economy. Now, in my many interactions with Brian, he's always had a door open for me to ask just those kinds of questions. And I wanted to offer him my personal thanks. And we at The Beat wish him the very best for his new adventures. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show please be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we'd love to get your feedback. If you'd like to get in touch, just hit me up at Chris Brummer, D-R. That's at C-H-R-I-S-B-R-U-M-M-E-R-D-R. We'd love to hear from you.